It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hi, everybody. Welcome back for a Tuesday discussion on Faithful Biz with my beautiful friend and sister, Amanda Beach. So excited to be back on with you. She and I both had a rough week last week for a variety of reasons. (laughs) And so feel like the father has put on our heart a couple of stories from the Bible from David and Job just talking about when you're going through things and you're suffering and then I've really been struggling with that negative self-talk and just I start to question God is this the path you want me on like how do I keep moving how do I keep going Um, and the trial is there just so that we lean into him and really trust him no matter what's going on. So I'm excited to hear the first story. We just were talking about David when he lost his baby um, from Second Kings. So I can't wait to hear your thoughts on that one. Well, I think we wanted to talk about um, well, what I mean, what how to respond in yeah. suffering, how to respond to crisis and suffering and these um, giants in our lives that seem so so scary and hard and difficult like what is what should our response be right yes so um so we were talking about job and um and then um i was thinking about david as an example of how to respond during a time of 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 suffering so the background to this passage that i that i uh it came to mind is um so david committed adultery with bathsheba and um just a side note like it's just i feel like it's always just a reminder of god's grace and mercy to us when we see like major characters in the story have flaws you know like um in in stories that i might read fiction stories you know i pull off the shelf the hero is always you know, making really good choices and, you know, above reproach, but in the Bible, like these are real people who make mistakes and we see how, how they have to live with the consequences of their mistakes. So David committed adultery and Bathsheba is the person that um, was involved with him. And she had a bait while well, she was pregnant. She got pregnant and, um, she had the baby but the prophet nathan had told david that the baby was not going to live and so in chapter 12 it says that david sought god on behalf of the child who was sick david fasted in and lay all night on the ground and he would not eat and um, on the seventh day of doing this the child died and the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. So, because they were, um, for they said, behold, while the child was yet alive, we spoke to him 
He did not listen to us. How can we say the child is dead? He may do himself some harm. They think David's going to do something even worse now because now, you know, the situation is, to them has escalated. Well, so David says, is the child dead? And they said, he is dead. Then David arose from the earth, washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. And he went to the house of the Lord and worshiped. Then he went to his own house. They set food before him and he ate. Then his servant said to him, what is this thing you have done? You have fasted and wept for the child while he was alive. But when the child died, you arose and ate food. He said, while the child was alive, I fasted and wept for I said, who knows whether the Lord would be gracious to me that the child may live. But now he, was, he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. So the reason why this verse came to mind was because of how David responded in this time of, like, he's grieving. He is in so much sorrow. He's pleading for the life of his child. And then he doesn't get the outcome that he was hoping for. But he, the first thing he does is go worship God. And we talked a little bit about this last week, about how the spiritual world, spiritual reality should inform our physical reality and our response to situations. And a lot of times I feel like it's the opposite. Our physical situations affect how we engage with God, how we pray, whether we pray, whether we read the Bible, we, we get so caught up in the things that are happening in this world that we forget that God is the authority and he is the one that is in charge. <laughs> so we, if we approach our situations with that, um, perspective, then I think what happens is we start realizing that we don't know everything there is to know about a situation. We might think we know everything that, that appears to be, but in reality, there's so much more happening than what we could possibly imagine. And we have to let, we have to kind of trust that there's more out there than what we understand. And the person that knows all the things and is good is God. And so we know that we can trust what his plans are, even if it doesn't appear to be good to us at the time. His plan is always good. He is always working for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose, even if it doesn't seem good to us at the time. And I heard this really cool analogy the other day where there's a fish swimming around in a glass bowl, a goldfish, and it looks at a person and it's like, what's wrong with that person? Why don't, you know, how can they live? They don't, they don't have, they're not in water. How can they survive? And, um, you know, you would think that fish is a fish. It doesn't know anything about my life. It doesn't know anything about I think I lost you for a second. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. I heard the part about a fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, the fish. 
Um, so I was talking about a goldfish, okay? So goldfish is in this tiny little bowl. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but um, it's in a tiny little bowl living underwater and it sees a person and it says, how can that person survive? It doesn't make any sense. The person doesn't have gills, it's not underwater. You know, something must be wrong with that situation over there. But here's the thing, like that fish only has a tiny understanding of reality. The fish is in a little bowl of water with gills. I He doesn't know anything about my life. He doesn't know anything about humanity. He doesn't know anything about the world. All it knows is it's tiny little bowl. So when we approach God with our own perspective of life and reality, we are missing who God is. He is even higher and more beyond us than we are to a goldfish. So his perspective and trusting his plan, even if it doesn't seem good to us, sometimes that's what faith is, you know. Faith is trusting that the God that has our best interests at heart, that knows us better than we knows ourselves, has a good plan and has a good purpose. And so even when things don't seem good, even when the challenges of life seem beyond our capability, God is over that too. And um, just one more thing. I was reading in a book recently and it was talking about how when, when the cares of this life become so big and overwhelming, it's like we forget that who God is, like he is the creator of the universe. So my problems from my perspective in my life might seem so big, but from God's perspective, like the creator of all time, this is something that he can handle, you know, he can handle that. And just like with David and, the, and Goliath, you know, the actual giant, David didn't see Goliath from his perspective as a soldier. He saw Goliath from God's perspective. And he's like, God can easily deal with this, you guys. So anyway. Oh, I love that story of the fish. And it really helps so much. You know, and I'm so glad that we picked the, this story and we also were talking about Job because David committed a sin, adultery, resulting in his child dying, right? And Job, a lot of people think of when they think of suffering because Satan just came and wiped out everything of this righteous man and he sat in dust, you know, sackcloth and dust and ashes and was pretty distraught, not understanding what was going on. And I love this passage from Job 27. Job took up his discourse and said, as God lives, who has taken away my right? And the almighty who has made my soul bitter, as long as my breath is in me and the spirit of God is in my nostrils, my lips will not speak falsehood and my tongue will not utter deceit. Far be it from me to say that you are right till I die. I will not put away my integrity from me. I hold fast my righteousness and will not let it go. My heart does not reproach me for any of my days. And so things are going to happen to us. Sometimes it could be a result of something that we've done and God's disciplining us for our learning. And a lot of times we may not know why, but it's not for us kind of like that fish in the fishbowl. It's not really for us to question him. It's just to go with it and to try to stay in joy through all the struggles, the ones we understand and the ones we don't. And just to get back to worshiping God, you know, yeah. it's not always yeah. easy. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes we're never going to know. Like Job, 
I don't think God ever told him, this is why this is happening to you. Job never had an answer. And I think sometimes we're looking for an answer. Why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this challenge? Why did this circumstance have to be part of my life? This doesn't make, you know, why, why, why? And sometimes we just don't know. You know, Paul was afflicted with a thorn in the flesh that he begged God to remove. And God said, no, yeah. I'm not going to remove that from you. Even though you have been my faithful servant to the Gentiles and you've done all of these things, you that's that's just going to be something that's going to that you're going to have to just manage you know um and paul did you know you don't hear him griping about it in every single letter it's like a blip a blip in one of his letters about something that's tormenting him apparently but um we barely hear about it he doesn't let that define him that is not and like job i love that right here his he still is not defining himself as as a man in misery this is my story you know this is who i am he's still defining himself as this um the spirit of god is in my nostrils and i will not put my integrity away from me i hold fast to my righteousness he is he is um defining himself as a person of integrity a person of righteousness and a person who is walking with the lord He's not letting this affliction, which is devastating, devastating affliction to lose your entire family, all your crops, all your land, your home, and then be sick, like horribly sick. And, um, but he, he is still not letting that define. And I see people who have been afflicted, who that is like their badge, you know, and I'm like, you are a child of God. Like, that is your thorn. Maybe you have a thorn in the flesh or you have gone through a circumstance that's been really difficult, but you are still so loved. You are still God's chosen child. Like let that be your, you know, your, your joy. So it's, it's a different, it's a shift in perspective for sure. It is, it is. And my struggle has been those ones that are, I feel like are internal and I don't know why, but like you said, we're not going to know why. And I just really thought about, you know, what David said to Goliath, because sometimes those, those things inside of your head can feel just that big. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I love this because he says, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. And that's the way, you know, the things from the enemy come that way. They're like causing us to question or it's hitting like our deepest fears or our perfectionism or our comparison, or this isn't going to work or people are going to think I'm weird. And, um, but the, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you defiled this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And he can do that with every one of our fears, struggles, frustrations, thorns in our side. You know, they feel really huge and like, we're the only one going through it, but we're not the only one. There's person after person in this awesome, amazing book, story after story after story of real people, real stories, real challenges. Yes. Lots of people going through it in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, this isn't lifetime television candy coating. <laughs> oh, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you.
thank y'all everybody for being on. If you have questions or prayer requests or anything that you need, please let us know. Bye now. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.